Welcome to Spirit in a Nutshell. This is a podcast where uh, we're going to explore awakening in an insane world. I'm your host, Jack Morrigan. I've been on a journey of awakening over the last 10 years or so, uh, having spent the rest of my life mostly as an atheist and working within the scientific disciplines, first as a medical student and then as a research assistant in a couple of universities um, in their psychology department. So this podcast is going to be all about how to go through the journey of awakening while surrounded by a world which really doesn't want you to awaken and to learn how to deepen into these states of awakening even while being challenged all the time um, by people and by systems that do not want you to awaken and that they do not want to awaken themselves and they're going to resist it every step of the way and this is a place where we can talk, we can come together and we can learn about these different states of consciousness. We can understand what these states of consciousness are and how we can move into them while remaining an ordinary grounded human being which is so essential in this life and in this work. So a little background about me. I uh, was an atheist, as I said, for most of my life. Uh, my view of death was that when we die, that's it. That's just complete game over. There's just nothing after that. And I went through my life in that way with um, having a traumatic childhood and trying to do the best that I could to somehow survive and be happy in that state of consciousness. And that took me into drugs um, as a teenager and in my early 20s. And I was having suicidal thoughts and I was on and off suicidal, you know, from my teenage years onwards. And everything just felt like an absolute challenge. Just very little real positive energy in my life. And I didn't have any spiritual beliefs. So it was very surprising uh, when one day a friend of mine um, sent me a message, just a text message, uh, suggesting that I check out um, this guy called Eckhart Tolle, who was a spiritual teacher. And my knowledge was so little at that time that I had to literally Google what spirituality was and, you know, who this guy Eckhart Tolle was. And um, with, with no prior understanding or practice in meditation or any, any spirituality, I watched one of his videos and I was very surprised when I was looking at him 
And I was thinking to myself, why is this man glowing? Because I was looking at him and it was like everything else just disappeared. All I could see in my vision was him. And he was glowing, like there was a, a light shining out of him. And I don't remember what he was even saying. I just remember looking at him and it, my mind just went quiet, like it was being absorbed. And I was interested by what this was. Nothing like that had ever happened before in my life. So I was curious and I went on his website and he had some links to some of his popular videos on there. And one of them was entitled, How to Stop Thinking. And I remember thinking, like, I've never tried to stop thinking. Like, is that, is that a good thing to do? Well, this guy obviously has something going on, seeing as he's glowing. Um, so I will give that a try. And I just looked at my bed and I thought, okay, well, I'll just sit on that. And I'll, I'll try this meditation thing that people talk about. So I just sat there and I did what I thought meditation was. So I just moved my hands back and forth and focused on them, like that movement. Um, and I found that soothing and then I thought, okay, well, I'll just watch my thoughts then. Um, because that's something that I'd, I'd heard somewhere. So I watched my thoughts and I just paid attention to them and I kept watching them. And within, you know, just a few seconds, they had gone from being regular speed thoughts to slowing down. So they're slowing down and I'm like, okay, keep watching, keep watching. And a, a few seconds later, they completely stopped. So there were no thoughts, no verbal thoughts. And I was just um, in this place of like surprise and awe and it felt very delicate. Like I didn't even want to move in case it disturbed this state that felt so peaceful. So I just stayed there and my eyes were closed and I was just in this state of like being poised, just watching and waiting and seeing what was going to happen. And the thoughts still didn't arise. My mind was just uh, clear. And slowly I opened my eyes because I didn't want to disturb this peace that I'd created. It was like, um, I'm not a parent, but it's how I would imagine if I just got my child to sleep and I don't want to wake them. So I'm moving tentatively. And I'm just there. And I open my eyes and slowly start to move my head so as to not disturb this state. And I slowly take in my room and my mouth just drops open because everything that I'm looking at is like shining. I can see 
it's almost like being able to see through everything. Like everything was translucent and radiant. And I was just amazed because I'd had my my time with drugs and had experimented with that. And this was comparable to some of the best drug experiences that I, I personally had had. And I couldn't believe it because it was just happening in my mind spontaneously, completely free, without any of the side effects of drugs. I was just amazed. And I'm taking all this in and I'm having these kind of emotional responses of joy and peace. And I just felt so relieved. And all the time, my mind was still. There weren't any thoughts going through my mind. No words. Even though there was an understanding of what was happening, there was some kind of activity, but there weren't words. And as time went on, I got a bit bolder and I was able to move my body around. I sat in a different position. I touched my hands together. And I remember feeling that sense of touch, like in this really pristine way and thinking, oh, that's why monastics, Christian monastics and, and many others, put their hands together because it feels so amazing. That's uh, how it came to me. And I heard a bird singing outside and I was almost moved to tears because it was like I had never heard a bird singing before. And now I actually was, and it was just so beautiful and pristine. I went downstairs and I washed my hands. Of all the things that I could have chosen to do, I chose to wash my hands. And I remember the feeling of water going over my hands in that presence and just thinking how incredible it was. And then I went back upstairs and all in all, I think this had been 20 or 30 minutes. And there was a bang outside and it startled me. And that brought me back into my mind and I started thinking thoughts again. And the thoughts that I was thinking was like, what was that? What have I just experienced? And also knowing more so than even thinking that if I was able to go into this more, more deeply and more frequently, I knew that somehow it would be the solution to all my problems all the anxiety, all the depression, all the on and off suicidal feelings, all the, all the pain, all the lack of direction, all the confusion, just feeling like lost. I knew that somehow this was going to give me all of those things. It was the solution that I'd been looking for and that I didn't realize existed or was an option. And that was probably the most important moment in my life that that had happened. 
And since uh, it was Eckhart who began this for me, I, um, I knew, like, well, whatever is happening to me, which very few people that I'm aware of speak about, he knows about it because he's this glowing man. So over the next few days, I uh, would listen to some of his talks and I'd go in and out of that state of consciousness. My mind would go still. I'd start feeling the presence all around me and it just felt so wonderful. I had a confusing moment where I um, showed a friend of mine the same video that I'd watched and I thought if he watches this he's going to have exactly the same experience as me he's going to have this amazing life-changing experience and this guy was a really good friend of mine and I was so looking forward to him having it and to sharing it with someone because I, I felt like no one was going to understand what I just experienced. And I was going to have to keep it quiet. Because people would think I was crazy if I started telling them about this. Uh, so I, one evening I showed it to my friend. And I'm watching the video and I'm having the same experiences. Getting absorbed into him. He's glowing. I'm feeling really peaceful and in awe and it's amazing and it's like, wow, this whole new chapter of my life is opening up and I never thought this was possible. This is incredible. Video finishes and I turn around to him full of expectation and he just looks at the screen and he goes something like, yeah, that was really good. You know, oh, yeah, that was interesting. And I was so shocked. Like, why didn't he... Why didn't the same thing happen to him? Why didn't that happen? And it was a very confusing thing to go through. And it made me feel like I couldn't share it with people. Because... How would they understand? So over the next few months, mostly I just listened to Eckhart. And it felt to me like his presence was with me, almost like he was holding my hand, like I was like this new person coming into this experience that he'd been in for a long time. And it felt like he was holding my hand and just walking me through the basics. And it was a really beautiful time. And I'm glad I didn't share it too much with people. For reasons that I'll discuss at some point within this, I'm sure, about the issues that exist within the spiritual community and how easy it is for someone who's having the kind of experience that I was having to be misled and confused by other people who make out that they're having a very evolved experience and, and oftentimes aren't. Uh, 
Um, there's a lot of people out there who can talk the talk without walking the walk. And that was a hard lesson to learn, but that's something for another time. So after a while of uh, paying attention to Eckhart and listening to his story and everything that he was sharing, I remembered um, he referenced um, another spiritual teacher who he really respected. And this spiritual teacher was an Indian saint called Ramana Maharshi. And I thought, well, if I respect Eckhart, and I'm learning a lot from hearing his talks and, and reading his books, then if Eckhart really respects this guy, then I should be listening to this guy, right? I should be paying attention to Ramana Maharshi. Um, so one day I um, downloaded one of his uh, one of his books. It's called Nanya, which means Who Am I in Tamil. And you can download these books for free from the there's a Ramana Maharshi foundation i think it's called dot org something like that if you search ramana maharshi um pdf like you can easily find all of these books available for free so you can download them legitimately and i started reading nanya and it's a very like straightforward book very short just a little pamphlet and in it, he summarizes his teachings, which from from the style that he teaches in, it's very um, what I would now call masculine or wisdom oriented. And the basic practice is to observe your thoughts. So very in a very similar way to how everything began for me and what Eckhart had been recommending. But there's a slight twist. It's not just that you're observing your thoughts. You're observing them and you're asking the question, who is it that is aware of these thoughts? So the thoughts are arising in your mind. You notice them. Maybe they're referencing you. Like, oh, I don't really like this. Oh, I'm not really in the mood for this. Uh, oh, maybe I'll go out for a coffee later. Right? They're, they're all, all these kind of self-referential thoughts. But then the question is, well, who is that? Who is it? Because the thought, I, that's just something that passes through the mind. But there's something else that's more fundamental than that thought. Something more consistent that's always there. Who's that? Who's the person who's always there? Who's the one that's aware of every thought that arises? Who's that? And that's really how I interpret what he was teaching, to find that. And you find it in a subtle way. So you're just, it's almost like you're um, 
feeling it. You're not, you're not trying to answer this question in your mind. It's more like you're sensing it. Like the, the question isn't something you have to ask. It's what the question points towards. And you feel that. You allow your mind to gently rest and become focused upon that. And you feel it like your hands are descending into a dark pool and you're feeling around in the silt and you're trying to find something solid, something solid and metallic in the silt, like you're fishing for gold. And when you find it, you get allow your fingers to explore it, sense it, and you become really curious about it. What is that? What's that? That stillness. That stillness that's aware of everything that's arising. What's that? And that's what I did for about a week in a very focused way. Because Ramana said that you find enlightenment by doing this in a very focused way. Every single thought that arises, you question it. So that's exactly what I did. And I did it really meticulously. Um, so I, every single thought that arose, no exceptions. Occasionally I would, you know, get lax. My mind might become a bit weak and spiral off. Um, but my general premise throughout that week was just really focused. And initially I was asking the question, who am I? And over time, that question just didn't even need to happen. It's like, it just felt unnecessary because I knew the intent behind the question. It's like a subtle energetic movement, a focus of the mind. And when your mind is just able to focus like that, you don't need the question. And you get into a habit of doing that and your mind just automatically does it. Just That's what happened to me. I just got in a pattern of it and it just became completely automatic. And I would spend long periods of the day just without any thoughts going through my mind. Um, and that might sound boring, um, <laughs> but it like, there wasn't any, any, any part of me that was being bored by it. You know, it like had a sense of satisfaction to it. Even if I was just sat at my desk and um, I did this while I was at work and I didn't really work very much. I wasn't very productive work-wise. Um, so even if I sat at my desk kind of pretending to work, I didn't feel bored. I felt like I was just in this very peaceful state really pleasant experience very pleasant and very focused like really disciplined and focused so i was like that for about a week as i say and 
I started to have these uh, unusual experiences um, when I was going to sleep because I would just because everything that I was doing during the day was focusing on this practice it was so strong that it would maintain even as I was falling into states of sleep so I'd see dreams starting to appear and I'd just be doing the same thing the same process like if my mind started speaking words then I you know okay well who is that and everything becomes still and then I'm still watching like this dream appear so I'm seeing my mind move through different stages of sleep I'm feeling my body become paralyzed uh, from sleep paralysis as it enters sleep states but I'm conscious like I'm conscious as all of this is happening um, and I would lose consciousness while I was going into dreams, like eventually it, the dream would become too maybe compelling or, or whatever. And so it wasn't like I was in some 24-7 state of this, but it did maintain through certain states of sleep and gave me insights. And I, after about a week, I was in a dream, a lucid dream. And I was sat in front of a, um, a person who looked like a meditation teacher. And they had their legs crossed and they were sat in front of me. And they gave me this teaching. They said, feel your left hand. So I brought my attention into my left hand and I felt that. And they said, feel your right hand did the same thing I could feel that hand and then they said the hands are different so I felt that it's like yeah I've got my left hand over here got my right hand over here they're different and then he said the awareness is one and I felt it but not in some kind of intellectual way like I experienced it like I could feel that both my hands are being sensed by the same awareness that doesn't have a location like it's not an object like the hands are what's aware of them is objectless and that was an experience I felt it I'm putting it into words now but it was much more subtle than that and much more startling this realization and it was startling in a way that it it triggered some kind of chain reaction in my mind which led to that dream with this teacher collapsing in on itself and everything just became darkness and i felt this sensation as if my spine were rotating backwards rapidly at this impossible angle like I don't know how many degrees I can bend my back backwards but it felt like it was going like 360 degrees like full rotation and a sensation I'd never felt before and I felt this loud crack in my back like something had snapped um, and with that I was just in complete darkness then I was just in darkness it was a strange thing because it didn't feel like I was even in a body at this point. 
you know sometimes people talk about out-of-body experiences and in the lucid dream that kind of felt like okay i'm in an out-of-body experience i didn't have that language at the time i didn't even believe in out-of-body experiences i don't think um but i believed in lucid dreams and i now understand that there's a lot of similarity in the way in our astral body in both of those experiences so in the lucid dream i think i was in my astral body but then it's like i had an out-of-body experience from the out-of-body experience like i went into a subtler body that was something like i had not not experienced before it was um It's like there's no uh, depth or uh, time there, you know, it's just like being in this, um, this place that's like space, but it's not even, it doesn't have those qualities. It's a very strange place, but I was having experiences there and I could hear my own mind the voice in my mind and so everything was black and then in the distance i see this uh, point of light so a golden white light in the distance and it starts getting bigger and as it starts getting bigger i start feeling terror like absolute terror unlike anything i'd felt before just this completely raw terror like all i can see is black all I can see in the distance is this white, golden white light growing. And all I can feel is just intense terror. And it's as though I'm going to die. That's what the fear was like. Like, I'm going to die. Um, but with the terror, there was also this... Uh, there was a sensation that I can only describe as an orgasm like a sexual sensation but different in so many ways because it wasn't being created through physical sex it was just the sensation of it and it was in the light like the light was that sensation it's like the felt sense of what that light is an orgasm and so the more it grew the more i felt this like orgasm sensation um, but at exactly the same time, I was feeling total terror of death. And it was a very intense and just unusual experience that I um, hadn't had anything close to in my life. Um, so it, the, the light kept growing, it kept getting closer. And uh, the fear kept growing, kept getting more intense. And at some point, I remember in my own mind, just screaming. <laughs> like, I've never screamed like that. Not in my whole life. Like, that's the scream that I would make if I had just been pushed out of a plane and I was falling to my certain death. You know, it's like in the films. That's what it sounded like. And I was shocked, like, that that was coming out of me. Um, and then I got really close, like I'm like face to face with the light and the light is basically all that I can see. And it, I can sense that there's like a barrier. There's this kind of invisible threshold that exists between me in the darkness and the light that is just 
staring at me. And I felt um, like I somehow I'd been invited to cross over. There was somehow a sense of invitation. And I had to apologize to whatever was inviting me because I was like, there's no way I can cross that. If I cross that line, I'm dead. Like I'm going to be completely obliterated. Like this is existential level. Like this is insane. There's no way I can cross that line. And if it had been entirely up to me, I think that the experience might have just ended there. And maybe the light would have disappeared slowly into the distance and I would have come back. Uh, but what happened was there was some kind of external force, external to me, at least in my perception, that just gave me this nudge, like a gentle nudge, and it pushed me over the edge, pushed me out of the darkness and into the light. And then I was there just in it. So I was, the, all the fear, everything that I'd just been feeling that was so intense, just completely disappeared. So there was nothing, like it had never been there. And all I was experiencing visually was just golden white light, just like this ocean um, that didn't seem to have any like depth, like it could have been enormous, it could have been tiny, I had no idea, I just knew that it was all I could see. And all I could feel was this pristine orgasm sensation, like so strong and unwavering, just constant. And that's an intense thing to be experiencing for a long period of time. And I don't know how long I was there for. It's so difficult to get a sense of time, but I was in, in that for a period of time. And it was just very, very, very intense, just unbelievably intense. I'm saying it over and over again to give it some kind of um, perspective because it's so difficult to describe something like that unless you've really gone there. Um, but it was beyond anything I'd ever experienced before. Just absolutely wild. Just constant intensity. <laughs> I didn't know it was possible to experience something like that. And the light, like this just golden light. But after a while, I, uh, I came back from that. And I'll go into more details about what happened and what that led to in uh, some future episodes of this podcast. So this is spirit in a nutshell. This is awakening in an insane world. And I'm your host, Jack Morrigan, and I'm delighted to share this journey with you to talk to you about my journey and the things that I've been through and to hopefully inspire and to hear from you. 
about the work that uh, you've been doing in the realm of spirit so we can find out more about one another. I work as a spiritual healer and guide, providing support for people during their journey of personal healing and spiritual awakening. And you can find out more about my work at my website, www.jackmorrigan.com. Well, I look forward to sharing the next episode with you. And until then, goodbye.